Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Early on in his treatise on truth, Anselm is going to bring up truth in signification or in statement, as we could call it, truth in language. He also uses the word oratio, meaning speaking. And towards the end, he also clarifies that this would apply to any other use of signs, fashion to signify that something is or is not, such as script and sign language. So really anything that's an externally oriented way of expressing ourselves, right, in relation to others, communication, language. What is truth in this? And why is he beginning there? Because he says, this is the place that we think of most readily in terms of true and false, true and false statements, right? Statements about the world that we live in. So we should start there, even though this isn't the only mode of truth. And the way that he's going to talk about this at first, those who have had like an intro to philosophy and they encountered the three main theories of truth, the correspondence theory, the coherence theory, and the pragmatic theory, they'll immediately say, oh, oh, this is a correspondence theory of truth. Yes and no. There's a little bit more involved there. So he begins by asking his student, okay, when is a statement? And the word for that is unantatio, true or false. What makes it true or false? And, you know, it's very easy to say, well, you know, a statement is true when it signifies things the way they actually are. So if I say I'm wearing a black shirt and you can look at it and say, aha, that's a black shirt. Now you know that the statement is true. It's also true even if you can't see it because I happen to be wearing a black shirt. Now, if I was wearing a white shirt and I said, I'm wearing a black shirt, even if you couldn't see it, that statement is false, right? So this does sound like a correspondence theory where there's a correspondence or an adequation or whatever you want to call it between what's being said and how things actually are, right? So statements can be true. Statements can be false. They can change their truth and falsity. I can like take off my shirt and I, maybe I don't have any shirt on and I say, I have a black shirt. Is that a true or false statement? Well, trivially, it's a false statement, right? Because there's no shirt at all. I mean, these are the sort of things that logicians would get quite worked up about. And so when is something true? When what it states, nuntiat is in fact the case, est. And there's a discussion there about is the thing that's actually being stated or signified the truth itself? And, you know, the, the student says, no, no, because it's not in the statement, right? The statement is signifying it, but it's not like there's little bits of the state of affairs that's being signified in there. No, the thing that is being stated is the cause, of the truth of the statement. Again, to use my shirt, the fact that I am in, indeed wearing a black shirt is what makes the enunciation, the proposition, the statement, I'm wearing a black shirt or Dr. Sadler's wearing a black shirt, a true statement, right? And this gets us pretty far. And there's a lot of examples that they, they give back and forth. And then there's another thing that comes up. 
And so Anselm says, let's see whether speech itself or its signification or one of the things that is put into the definition of a statement might be what you're looking for. And the student says, I don't think so. And then the student says, if it were, it would always be true since all the things that are in the definition of a statement remain the same, whether or not what is stated is or not. There is the same statement and the same meaning and so too with other things. So what is all this talking about? So the definition of a statement, this is a somewhat unusual way of using the word definitio in Latin, meaning the structure, the, the character of a statement. So I am wearing a black shirt. There's meaning to that. There's signification that's going on. Whether I exist, whether shirts exist, whether this shirt happens to be black or not, you're able to understand what it's saying. Even with nonsense words, although Anselm isn't going into this, there's kind of, you know, connotations. Like think about the Jabberwock, an imaginary being, you know, twas brillig and the slithy toes to gyre and jimble in the wave. Those are all made up words, but there seems to be something like a meaning there of kind Connotation, even more so for real things where we can have a definition of a enunciation or statement. And this seems to, according to the student, always be true. I suppose we could say that there could be some statements that would always be false if they contain a contradiction within them. We're not worried about that here, but in general, these seem to always be true or to have a certain truth to them. That's how they can signify in the first place. And why is this? Well, there's a lot of possible explanations, and the explanation that Anselm provides here has to do with linguistic expressions or significations doing what they are supposed to do, doing, accomplishing what they ought to. What they, he'll also talk in other places about things doing what they were made to, you know, because God created them. And we could talk about God or we could talk about human beings and language. Statements, linguistic expressions do what they're doing, at least within a certain framework, whether what they're referring to exists or not, whether what they're saying is true or not in terms of correspondence, there is a meaning, a signification there. And for Anselm, that means that there is a truth that is always there. And so this is a real contribution. This is different than merely a correspondence theory of truth, because what is it corresponding to? Well, you know, a little bit later on, he will talk about, here we go, cases where an utterance, like he says, when we say man is an animal or man is not a stone, that affirmation always signifies that what it is and that negation that what is is not. And we can't use the former to signify what is not for man is always an animal, nor the latter to signify what is not because man is always a stone. So there's a, there's a eternal truth there in its meaning. And this leads Anselm to say there's a twofold truth and rectitude. There's two different things going on here. There's, well, let's use the case that he and his student do. So the student says, show me how I can answer if someone would say that even when a statement signifies that what is not is, it signifies what it should. So how do I deal with statements where it's clearly false, but it's saying something? He seems to take signifying to apply equally to what is and what is not. For if it were not taken to signify even what is not, it would not signify. 
Therefore, even when it signifies that what is not is, it signifies what it ought. But if by signifying as it should is correct and true, a statement is true even when it says what isn't the case. That seems kind of weird. And so this is a way to resolve that. Well, it's true in this sense. It's false in this sense. It has a certain, as Anselm says, immutable truth to it because it signifies what it was made to signify. An interesting translation of this is it's a well-formed expression, but this means something a little bit deeper than that. There's this notion here that language, you know, has a whole bunch of norms built into it. Expressions are made to signify something, whether what they're signifying really is the case or not. There's signification first. And so significat ad quod significandum facta est. To use the example of the shirt saying, this is a black shirt I'm wearing. All of those expressions do their work, whether I'm wearing a shirt or not. They do their work of conveying meaning to you. Then there's a changeable or mutable truth as well, or rightness. It signifies what it admits of signifying. It, it performs its function is another way of translating it. Significat quod acepit significari. It signifies what it should be doing. So in that case, my saying, this is a black shirt, that's a true statement. The words are doing what they're supposed to do, namely to talk about something in the world. And if I take the shirt off, if I put on a different shirt, now suddenly those words are not doing what they were you know, originally developed to do, at least in the sense of referring to something that is the case. So both of these truths or rectitudes are part of the truth of expression. And whether we realize it or not, we're always relying, according to Anselm, on this immutable, vast network of expressions in language that signify in order to be able to talk about whether things are or are not the case out in the world at all. So this is quite important. In the next chapter, we get something that's very closely related to this. The truth of however we want to you know, translate it, thought, opinion, judgment. And he says, we also say that thought is true when what we think is the case and false when it is not. That's sort of like how language works, right? Language, our expressions are true when they say what is the case, when there's a mapping of one onto the other. Well, it's the same way with, with thinking. If I think that I'm wearing a gray shirt, even though I'm wearing a black shirt, my thoughts are indeed false, right? I'm mistaken, as we so often say. And he uses a couple terms here. Opinio is used in the title, right? And it'll get used later on in the work as well. Cogitatio, that's a, a thinking. And then he also says ratio, reason, reasoning. But he also says, or other modes, aliamodo, right? Which could include thinking or assuming or all sorts of other things. Uh, there's a rightness in all of these that's similar to the rightness that we find in expression. And it's determined as well in relation to what one ought to, this quod debit. So there's a similar structure, even though this is a much shorter chapter. You know, the student says, truth of thought could not correctly be called anything other than its 
rectitude or rightness. The reason, the ability to think that something is or is not has been given to us is that we might think that what is, is, and what is, is not. So our thought is correct or incorrect, depending on whether it correlates to the realities that we're talking about, or perhaps even interior realities. Is there also something like the twofold truth going on here in thought? We could read that in and assume that that's there. That would be certainly a good assumption given all the other things that Anselm says, but he doesn't go into that here in this work. So we begin with truth in signification, truth in thought, something like a correspondence theory of truth, but going beyond it as well. And that is what Anselm starts out with in the De Veritate or On Truth. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.